We're back. Uh, good local time. Daniel, welcome to the Blockmates podcast uh, and YouTube channel. It's great to have you. Uh, Daniel's founder. He's apparently the, the only founder of Swell, but he doesn't really see himself as being above everybody else in Swell. He's Everyone's my business partner. Um, great perspective. Daniel, welcome. It's awesome to have you, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, really well. Thank you, mate. Um, great to be here. Huge fan of uh, Blockbet. Yeah, uh, we're also a huge fan of what you guys have been doing. Um, obviously, we're very much community focused and, and you know, we we love community. And we've noticed one of the first things we noticed about you guys is just how you've approached the community perspective of things. And let's just jump right in. I mean, Swell is um, liquid staking derivatives protocol. Uh, you guys want to come in and do things a little bit different. Um, but let's start with community, you know, like what was the perspective? What was the thinking? You know, I mean, obviously I speak about community. You guys have approached community from a geo, like a, a holistic geographical perspective. You didn't just target one aspect. I mean, I know that you're in Oz, uh, you know, you've got more of a mindful approach to, you know, the Asia side of things. Uh, I think Asia is quite an elusive one for kind of like, a Western style of thinking, whereas you guys seem to have just completely crushed it. Tell us a bit about that approach. Yeah, definitely. I think the first thing to note is that um, Swell is effectively a DAO. Um, and in many ways, uh, we are, like premise ourselves on being uh, a community of folks who are interested in uh, Ethereum liquid staking. And part of that is to uh, adopt a, a global mindset and being as inclusive and as welcoming as possible um, to stakers of all sizes and shapes. And ultimately for us, um, the vision for Swell is to create a genuine community-owned, directed and uh, governed protocol. Uh, we're in the relatively early stages of this path to progressive decentralization, but it has been on our roadmap since day one to uh, really uh, build something that uh, is for the community and ultimately is um, serving um, also the wider Ethereum ecosystem. And overall, we do see uh, DeFi itself as being a, a community of folks that are you know, passionate about um, things like open finance, um, self-sovereignty, privacy, and these sorts of things. Great. Um, could, you, could you tell us, in your own words, what you define as being liquid staking derivatives as opposed to you know, the classical definition of what it is. I mean, we've written a tremendous amount about it. I mean, it's been in it's been a narrative for several months. I think once we exit this pair, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like the predominant thing. You know, besides the meme coins, besides everything along the way, I think LSDs really have entrenched themselves. And I'm just curious how you perceive them and how kind of extending on that question, how you see Swell playing a role in this whole this whole narrative and this whole dynamic of LSDs. Yeah, great. Um, I think um, like there is a, an important distinction with regards to like liquid staking tokens and liquid staking derivatives. Um, the sort of vernacular that, that we like to use is liquid staking tokens. Um, and in effect, what they are, um, it's something that has been around since December 2020, at least with the Ethereum ecosystem, but it really came to front of mind uh, post-Chapella um, um, and also post-Merge, where we saw a couple of things happen. One was the full shift to POS or proof of stake, as well as the ability to withdraw your staked assets. 
And at the same time, what's happened is uh, the market has effectively moved towards this dynamic where people want to stake their assets, but also have the ability to uh, enjoy the freedom and flexibility that comes with having a liquid token version of that asset. Um, specifically, what liquid staking is, is a way for you to stake your uh, native cryptocurrency, in this case, Ether, and receive a receipt token. It's effectively like a receipt that is a mirror representation of your staked ETH on the Beacon chain. The beauty of that particular model is that um, that uh, asset can then be rehypothecated in various sort of uh, wonderful strategies within DeFi, whether that's liquidity provisioning, options and synthetics, um, derivatives, as well as borrow and lend protocols and, and what have you. So it is in many ways simply a representation of staked ETH and it is a base layer for what we think will power much of DeFi and much of like the future of the financial infrastructure. Great. And in, in terms of Swell's role around that, I mean, I know that, you know, we've, we've had a number of protocols come to the fore in the last six months that obviously are wanting to capture, you know, the, the value that staked ETH has. How is Swell planning on capitalizing on essentially that model? um to start off with and then how do you guys plan on doing things differently because at the end of the day it's like you've got to kind of do a little bit of a song and a dance around how you are going to stand out amongst the competition right because it's very competitive right now we've seen a lot of a lot of protocols coming to the fore and what we've liked about swell is that you guys are looking at things slightly different well not slightly but considerably different and i think it's going to become more evident as this journey continues. Can you give us an insight into that, please? Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, the first and foremost, Swell is, like, philosophically driven um, as regards its uh, the, the, the rationale for why it entered the market in the first place. We've been thinking about liquid staking for a very long time, and we've always sort of seen the, the, the importance of building a responsible um, and sort of conscientious uh, liquid staking token and the role that these tokens play uh, in the sort of the systemic uh, nature of Ethereum um, with regards to things like like centralization vectors of LSTs and, and whatnot. Um, and at the same time as well, uh, the team is is effectively um, from the Ethereum ecosystem, we're Ethereum first and foremost. Um, and on top of that, some of the other things that um, uh, sort of we think about is um, there needs to be more competition in the space. Um, and, and the way to sort of uh, compete is to provide a compelling offering um, that is reflective of what it's like to be a new entrant into the space. And so Swell has been sort of very intentional about, um, you know, promoting the fact that um, we, we acknowledge the fact that it, it is a bit of a risk to provide uh, early staking and early liquidity, liquidity provisioning into a protocol like Swell. So we've tried to de-risk things as much as possible. Um, we've done an extensive testnet, uh, we've done the guided mainnet launch, we've been audited by um, um, a Sigma Prime who also audited many other uh, liquid staking protocols and uh, did some work with the EF as well. We have bug bounty, all these sorts of things that we're, which we're trying to be empathetic to what the what the user was and what, what it would be like if we were on the other side of the table. And the team itself stakes ETH with Swell, um, and that for us is the asset test. Uh, and, and at the same time, you know, we have some certain advantages and flexibilities that affect the fact that we're still pre-token and ultimately we want to reward those users who uh, are early participants um, within Swell. So a lot of it's just about presenting a compelling offering um, that is um, sort of where the market is today and where, where it's likely to be. Great. 
So just to clarify, you you Swell has not launched a token. You've launched a protocol that is by its very nature functional at the moment. You've done you've done everything from a foundational perspective. So we've we've chatted about community. We, we're chatting obviously about the functionality of the protocol itself. So that's all in place right now. Obviously the the hard yards of doing the audits and that. How was that? How was your journey around audits? Because that's something that we don't often speak about, but it's such an important aspect of what DeFi is and, you know, especially, you know, safety for users and the rest of it. So give us a little bit of kind of like the, the pain and the suffering that you went through with audits, or was it pretty straightforward and, you know, it was just a question of just following, following, you know, the points on a piece of paper and just ticking those boxes and getting on with it. I mean, how was that journey for you guys? Yeah, great. Um, I think from a value perspective, um, our, our number one priority is always like the safety and security of the protocol. Um, and that's expressed in effectively in our design decisions. Um, like for example, Swell is fully non-custodial, fully smart contract driven and whatnot. Um, and then as regards um, the auditing process, um, yeah, the team is highly experienced and um, we we're very sort of uh, mindful of the responsibility that we have as protocol developers. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just yeah, working through the processes and then, you know, feedback from the auditors and then uh, publishing um, the report um, and, and maintaining open source um, ethos and then running a bug bounty after that. And then, um, yeah, just continuously uh, developing uh, in a responsible manner. Great. Um, so just coming back to launching protocol before token, a lot of protocols do it the other way around. Um, I personally am in favor of protocol being delivered, running, running the gauntlet, and then thinking about how do I have, how do I create value around a token? Where do you guys see the value accrual around your token? And why did you do it post launch? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the first thing that we wanted to prove out was that we had product market fit and that we were able to uh, not not rely on um, the crutch of having a governance token. Um, in some ways, the governance token um, is, is is used as a as, as a bit of a uh, I would say a bit of a shortcut to to drive uh, user adoption and a bit of a shortcut to drive liquidity against. Uh, in, in our case, an LST, we've been able to achieve product market fit. Um, as evidence throughout traction, as well as secondary market liquidity, um, as evidence in the fact that um, you know we have ex like a, a, a tremendous amount of liquidity depth against um, Swell ETH, our, our, our liquid staking token. Um, yeah, so for us, it was about about achieving those two things, and we have achieved those two things. Now it's about sort of continuing to maintain um, traction, and then um, being really intentional about um, the timing for our governance token, and to ensure that. Um, we are able to, um, yeah, appropriately utilize a token such that it has real utility within the network. And we're currently uh, designing a lot of the tokenomics uh, from the ground up and looking at what, what has worked and what hasn't worked um, within DeFi. Um, and uh, yeah, as regards sort of the uh, value capture and accrual to token holders, um, we'll be coming out with some sort of really interesting um, uh, tokenomics designs. Uh, very soon, I think it will be a, a, a bit of a step change to what to what we're seeing generally within uh, the LST landscape today. Great, and I think I think what's also been so you know you were chatting about like 
token before and shortcut. And for me, the first thing that came to mind is that it was almost like a crutch. I mean, this is obviously not an indictment on all the pro protocols out there, but by, by no means it isn't. But it's it, in a way, the truth of it is that you are relying on almost like I'll release a token, I'll create hype around that, I'll get a whole lot of money, and then I'll build a product that I promise I'm going to build, you know, which which is fine. But and it's 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 okay, I suppose. But I think go out there, do the hard yards, and then find a fit. I'm just finding that that might land up being almost like the norm going forward. You know, like if I if you had to ask me, like, what is the the one thing that you would like love to see around? like a change in the space going out of a bear market into a next bull market, I would say that launch your protocol first, sir. Show us that it can work. Show us that it does have a market fit, that it can generate fees or whatever it is that you're wanting to capture in the marketplace. And then launch a token if you feel, feel the need to. I mean, we've spoken to a number of protocols where it's not even on their radar. And if it is, they haven't even spoken about it. They're just like, Listen, we want to be profitable. We want to actually demonstrate that this thing does have the whole concept of real yield. Um, yeah. Which leads me on to the next question: Is that where are you guys deriving your your value from um, around fees, and how are you guys distributing that um, in terms of the context of being a profitable DAO? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, in terms of like the actual underlying source of the yield, the yield, because we're a liquid staking token, um, effectively the yield comes off the back of the Ethereum blockchain through its issuance, um, i.e. the return from staking, uh, more specifically the uh, consensus layer and execution layer rewards. Net-net, um, you know, we're looking at sort of generally in a post-pill environment, you know, circa 5% or thereabouts, um, depending on network activity and, and these sorts of things. Um, and then um, in time uh, as well, we'll uh, in, in effect uh, apply a commission rate. Um, at the moment, we're in a special uh, zero fee uh, campaign rate to help drive and bootstrap adoption. Um, but yeah, in time, you know, subject to the DAO, we'll uh, look to apply a fee there. And then uh, in terms of like sort of like cash flow profitability and these sorts of things, um, as well as a venture back project. Um, and so we're in a bit of a growth phase at the moment. So we're really, really just focusing on. Uh, product market fit traction and getting to scale um but yeah in time we definitely want to you know think about ways to to uh uh, uh look at the revenue top line great um just in terms of the market right now in terms of lsds we know that that lido's you know they've captured 33 percent of this whole thing which you know kind of like you know competitors to Lido will turn around. So this is not a great thing. It's like they've got majority of share. You know, we kind of like it's flouting the whole concept of decentralization. What are your thoughts around that? Um, glo yeah. Maybe gloves uh, off, maybe gloves on. I don't know. I'm not sure whether that question applies, but I think, I mean, well, that scenario applies. But what are your thoughts around that? And, and you know, moving forward for Swell, how do you guys plan on capturing, you know, this market in its in its entirety? Yeah, sure. I think the, for the like, yeah, first, first and foremost, um, the Swell team is composed of largely, uh, effectively, like uh, Ethereum purists, um, and so we subscribe to these ideas of um, yeah, decentralization, 
um, the importance of maintaining diversity at their, every, every sort of layer within the Ethereum stack, whether that's uh, infrastructure, client diversity, as well as LST uh, diversity as well. Um, and it just happens that we are, you know, ourselves also building an LST as well. Um, you know, there has been sort of various uh, numbers thrown about as regards what what is a uh, what is a, a, a threshold which, if exceeded, would cause a, a, a existential risk or, or catastrophic risk to Ethereum. I think we're there uh, with Lido already. Um, the figures have been, you know, fifteen percent, twenty-two percent, twenty-five percent, thirty-three percent. You know, Danny Ryan um, wrote a seminal piece on this issue, and you know, made a recommendation that um, not, no uh, LST should uh, exceed twenty-five percent. So we're already past that point. Um, and for Swell, uh, what 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 we intend to do um, is isn't necessarily take the entire market. It's 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 to build responsibly and to build what's best for Ethereum, but at the same time provide a really compelling solution uh, for stakers out there. Um, and the way in which we intend to do that is by uh, effectively uh, competing on, um, on, on, on all the things that stakers uh, care about and then drawing to light these issues about the dangers of centralization, but at the same time just competing on, on yeah, basically capitalistic terms um, by, by trying to provide uh, the best possible product that we can. Um, and also, um, you know, there, there's a certain playbook to, to LST development and, and we're going to, we tend to run that playbook and try to do it as quickly as we can. And hopefully, um, you know, the Ethereum community and stakers will get behind us. Okay. So clearly you're staking, clearly you're stating that you are competitors. You definitely want to compete in the space. That's obvious. How do you guys go about competing against the likes of Lido? to start this yeah. question off. And then secondly, how do you plan on potentially reinventing yourself with not giving away too much around that? Yeah, sure. Um, in terms of like the competition, um, there's still uh, a significant amount of ETH that's still waiting um, to be staked on, uh, it's just still on the sidelines waiting to be staked. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's about, uh, it's, it's, it's more than 80%. Is, is still waiting. So there's still a big market out there. Um, and then uh, for us, um, what, what we intend to do is just create the best possible um, user experience. That's going to be key for us. So we have certain things that we're developing that is sort of unique and differentiated in the market. Um, we intend to uh, effectively uh, enable people to compound their yield within the same DAP, but that's not uh, been seen yet in, in Ethereum liquid staking through our vaults. Um, on top of that, we also plan to uh, innovate um, uh, in, in quite a step change manner um, uh, on LST tokenomics. Um, I would say that generally speaking across the liquid staking protocol landscape, um, the actual token itself or the receipt token is largely a commodity, but where there's room to improve and innovate is actually on the tokenomics, i.e. the governance token. So we intend to do some really uh, cool, interesting things there that will ultimately benefit um token holders overall and then the third thing that we have is um is that we have some really interesting sort of distribution mechanisms that we're um, actively exploring so one of the big things obviously in DeFi is you know on-ramp off-ramp and it seems you know just obviously just going through your site and and doing my bit of research um i noticed that you are 
facilitating the functionality of being able to onboard directly through the website with Apple Pay, I think it is, with Google Pay. Um, how did you guys get that right? Quite curious because, yeah, it's it's really cool addition to the whole thing. Yeah, there's been this battle cry, you know, Web3 to sort of onboard the next billion so users. Um, yeah. And then part of that is just to try to build towards, uh, to try to try to make the design as inclusive as possible. And part of that has been, you know, the implementation of things like the um, um, sort of fiat crypto on ramp. That's that's really easy to do within the same DAO, right? So that's been a part of our uh, ethos uh, since day one is to make uh, liquid staking accessible to as many people as, as we can. And so we've been really uh, intentional about, you know, some of these design decisions and um, yeah, hopefully that's expressed in, in, in some of those functionalities. Great. I think, I think more, more protocols need to be doing that. I know that it can be quite challenging in terms of, you know, banks and, and the rest of it. And, and if you can get that right, I think you, you're just making it easier, obviously. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, in terms of, just coming back to obviously token launch, I mean, everyone, you know, loves to speculate, you know, the DJs love it probably more than anybody else. Our community I know is probably like chomping at the bit to, to get more information around obviously your token. Um, that's why I waited until 21 minutes into the interview or 22 minutes into the interview kind of forced them to actually like just patience you know but at the same time it has been a patient journey for you guys getting a protocol together market fit so it seems like you've done that i mean you guys have got close to 40 million in tvl already i mean that's very impressive without having a, a token out there um tell us a bit about how you guys are planning you know the launch of the token i know that you have a a really interesting initiative um called Voyage. I mean, it's a great name. I love that. Uh, yeah, tell us a bit about it and, you know, what it entails. Yeah, sure. Um, um, yeah, so effectively, like, Swell is in, in a pre-token state at the moment, and we wanted to uh, really reward uh, early participants of the protocol uh, effectively with our governance token when we do have our, um, our token live, uh, our TGE event. And so the Voyage is a way for people to get involved in that in a really sort of fun and uh, like uh, story-driven sort of way. Um, so yeah, I mean, people who jump on the Swell app um, when you stake with Swell or hold Swift or provide liquidity or jump into different strategies, um, you'll be effectively earning uh, points or in this case, pearls. Um, and, and the pearls will then be convertible to Swell um, at our launch um and then um, um so far it's, it's been it's, it's been extremely successful um we've had uh, over six over six thousand um stakers um join the voyage um we've been live for just over four weeks now and so it's, it's, it's been a really, really really fantastic result and yeah uh, in addition to the 40 mil TVL uh, you mentioned earlier, we've also seen a lot of people provide liquidity as well, which, which is great to see. And that's sort of part and parcel of, of what makes a, a really good LST is, is liquidity. So the fact that people have also been providing liquidity um, is, is really is really heartening to see and really and, and really encouraging to see as well. So um, yeah, I really encourage people to, uh, if you wanna um, you know, get involved, um, definitely participate in the voyage and then um, yeah you'll be eligible for um, the swell airdrop when, when when those details come out in terms of the kind of like the weighted rewards um, do you earn more 
rewards if you if you provide liquidity do you earn more rewards if you do straight staking or is it just how does do you guys have a model in place where you kind of like calculate how does that work yeah so i think generally the principles are you know the the more you stake the longer you you stake and the earlier you stake the more pearls you get or the more uh sort of rewards you get overall um um and then you know as, as, as part of like you know providing liquidity or something like that there's also rewards that you get from the uh protocols themselves um so for example if you're providing liquidity and balancer you're eligible for swap fees if you're providing liquidity um on 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 on, on uh on, sorry on on, on maverick you're, you're, you receive swap fees if you provide liquidity and balancer you receive swap fees plus bell token plus aura token um and uh and, and on, on, on Bunny, you know, you get uh, the swap fees as well as, um, you know, protocol tokens as well, which which, which is great. Um, and then so uh, from a, like, do we have formulas? Uh, we really don't at the moment. Um, a lot of it is just, uh, we, we have, uh, we have, we have models definitely in the background, but they're not sort of static models. Um, we have uh, a series of chapters that we're going to be running through at the Voyager currently chapter one. So chapter one has some modeling. Uh, we're sort of keeping that close to our chest to prevent uh, gaming and, and civil attacks and things of that nature. Um, uh, but yeah, overall, I think people just need to know that yeah, the earlier you stake, the more you stake, and the longer you stake, and the more you participate, um, the more rewards you get. So one of the one of the value propositions that I noticed that you guys are offering, and also to to keep it interesting from a competitive edge, is that you guys want to be offering better returns versus the competition. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and, you know, what, what, what that looks like? Yeah, definitely. So, um, uh, liquid staking, um, as mentioned earlier, it's largely commoditized because everyone is effectively providing, uh, access to the staking yield that is provided by Ethereum's uh, POS consensus mechanism. And so where we're, where we really focusing on is, um, you know, giving people as much flexibility as possible to use SWIFT in various strategies, um, whether that's, you know, providing liquidity or using it as collateral and at the same time rewarding, um, our early stakers with, uh, with pearls, which will then be convertible as well, you know, which can form part of like the overall, uh, overall return profile. And I think, uh, overall, um, like on, on like a, on a, on a comparable basis, I think it's going to be quite quite attractive for people. Um, if 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 you're sort of someone that wants to um, uh, get access to e-staking, but at the same time have the opportunity to to be a part of uh, of an up and coming protocol as well. We spoke about community earlier on and the importance of you know taking a global perspective and approaching it from you know like how do I maximize my exposure? Well, then I need to have kind of like this worldview. And it seems like you've taken that worldview and you've applied it to DeFi. And what I mean is that, you know, I look at this list of partners that you guys have put forward. You know, it's kind of like everyone's resume needs that. It's like whoever I partnered with, where do they see the value in what it is that we're doing? And it's kind of like the who's who of DeFi at the moment is on this list. Just reading through it, we've got we've got Aura, Alchemix, Pendel, um, Olympus Dar, and Unsheath, uh, Tokamak, Timeless Finance, StakeDAR, and Yearn Finance. So are those still applicable in terms of your partnerships? Are there more to add to that list? What is the rationale around these partnerships 
on the whole and how do they benefit you guys you know because some of them might be deemed as competition but it seems like you've decided let's put the competitive side competitive aspect to the side let's find these let's cultivate these partnerships what's the rationale around this and how do you see this benefiting swell going forward yeah as well as um as well as definitely like an open collaborator within the DeFi ecosystem and we've been sort of fortunate to to have sort of the support of many protocols and many people within the space um since the earliest days of, of swell and and our attitude is that um yeah it's it's a win-win sort of arrangement and uh you know in, in the spirit of things like composability um like money legos etc um and sort of cross community uh, pollination like uh it, it it's a no-brainer for us and uh, yeah they, they, these are great sort of protocol partners to have and uh we, we use their products as well so uh, uh we're learning uh, from each other so uh i think I, th I think really the next wave of DeFi will be you know lst fi and um yeah the more that we can sort of uh integrate with these protocols whether that's like an actual sort of product integration or if it's even it's just like jumping on an ama together you know we're always we're always down to do that what is your what would you say is your kind of like End road LSD fire scenario. I mean, what does that look like? Well, I think it's just a maturation of of the uh, ecosystem of itself, and um, wherein we'll just have more, like there'll be more capital coming to the system, uh, more more sort of products being built um, off the back of um, ETH state, um, uh, more more users. Um, yeah, I think just a maturation of 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 this uh, decentralized finance system. And then in terms of the products themselves, do you see kind of like LSDs becoming almost like the basis for collateral to, to feed into other, into other protocol ideas, dynamics, whether it's decentralized exchanges, whether it might be other kind of imitators or maybe copies of what TradeFi has to offer from a services perspective? How do you see that growing? I mean, do you think that kind of like becomes almost like another layer uh, to just pure ETH staking. How does how do, how do you envisage that playing out? Yeah, well, um, uh, within the Ethereum ecosystem, like like ETH, Ether itself is, is is a pristine collateral. It's the most liquid collateral, um, most transparent collateral, right? So, um, and what LSTs are are effectively a mere representation of that um, and a claim to that once it's staked on the beacon chain. That's that's. If that's the mental model that one subscribes to, and that's the one I subscribe to, well, then it stands to reason that LSTs will replace ETH in DeFi. Um, and then so for all the things that ETH can do, LSTs will, will and should be able to do, whether that's being sort of the dominant base pair um, on liquidity pools, whether it's being the, the dominant form of collateral um, and uh, sort of... Uh, the whole range of things that you can do with ETH. Um, and then um, in time, I, I, I would expect to see um, sort of a, 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 an overall growing of the industry um, and then to for it to sort of replicate a lot of what's happening at the moment in traditional finance and also at the same time doing things that, are, that traditional finance can't do because it doesn't have the technology that blockchain uh, affords. Um, so things like flash loans, for example, that's, that's, that's unique to, to our space and all these sorts of things, you know. Um, um, and so, yeah, uh, overall, I, 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 I just see um, LSTs as being a replacement for ETH in the DeFi ecosystem, in the DeFi ecosystem to grow. So you didn't, so obviously in light of 
what we've discovered about swell during this discussion. I mean, it kind of like the next, the next thing to come up on my my list of things to kind of like interrogate and to investigate is that you guys also have made have have gone and struck partnerships with a number of NFT projects. Um, so we've got Miladies, obviously Lobster Dar, Remelio, EV Mavericks. Um, that's so freaking cool, man. And it's like, it's so important as well because there's, there really is a concerted and focused effort around like inclusivity around what it is that you guys are doing. I'm really curious to, to, to kind of like understand why, why NFTs, where do you guys see the dynamic and kind of like the flywheel effect of what it is that you're doing with NFTs? I mean, I know that that seems like a bit of an obvious question, but What's going on there? What yeah. do you see happening here into the future with us? Yeah, well, 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 we think that sort of like we're in a bit of a we're still in the early stages of this like the crypto technology arc, and um, you know there is a definite sort of confluence between um, DeFi and and, and 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 NFT holders, and a, a lot of Miladies like oh, I'm a Milady holder, I'm an EV Mavericks holder, lots of NFT holder, and Remilia holder. Um, so. Uh, um, like, like, like it, it, it does capture like sort of like where crypto is today. Um, so, like case in point, like like ladies, um, you know, that that's effectively uh, a crypto, very crypto native cohort. Um, Loves it out again, very crypto native cohort. Um, EV Mavericks, um, you know, effectively spawn out of e-finance Reddit community. These, the, the, this was the community that, that really sounded the alarm on the growing centralization risks uh, posed by Lido uh, to Ethereum. Um, so we've been very intentional about the communities that we've partnered with because we ourselves are from those communities. Great. So let's just go back to to obviously Voyage now. If if I'm listening to obviously this this interview and and I didn't know about Swell, what would you say is the best strategy and the best approach to take in terms of getting involved? You know, becoming a part of this whole thing when. First of all, when is when is the TGE event planned for? Yeah, at the moment we have a bit of a window. Uh, the window is uh, mid to late Q3. Uh, doing TGE yeah. is a bit like launching a rocket. You want to make sure like all the conditions are right, and we want to make sure that um, um, yeah, that that, 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 that sort of it, it, it's the right time. But uh, but that's generally the window. Um, and then okay. in terms of like what 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 what's the best strategy? It really depends on your sort of individual. Sort of circumstances and you know risk appetite and, and that sort of thing um so i would i think the best strategy to do is just to like just jump on and and, and sort of visit the website have a look um and, and if it resonates with you you know uh, do your own research it resonates with you then um yeah those are the sort of principles you know like the earlier stake the more you stake um and 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 sort of the the longer you stake for that's really what we're incentivizing the reason why is because we want to incentivize people that are actually going to use a protocol um and uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time trying to trying to think about the best way to to, to build a community of people that are sort of like uh, incentive aligned to what we're trying to do. Yeah, so we've we've done um, from Blockmate's side, we've done obviously a, an in depth study on what Swell's doing. So we'll post a link um, below this. Um, we'll also post a link for you know, the Swell Voyage itself and the website, you guys have built like a really cool site around that. Um, can you just tell us in terms of, you know, the, there's a mint bonus that applies to 
this voyage. Tell us about about that. I mean, it seems like you you do have a love for NFTs. I mean, there's obviously a strong connection there based on how you guys have executed this thing. And I see that um, you know, there's like there's a thirteen there's a twelve thirteen day period at the moment when we've recorded this. Um, tell us a bit about the dynamic and you know the functionality of the website and how it's applied to essentially the gamification of this this voyage initiative that you have. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So, like, I think yeah, the first thing is that we just wanted to make sure that like staking was fun, and yeah, you, you mentioned the word gamified. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do. Like, try to make it like a story because, like, these people are on a journey with us. Like, when they stake with Swell, they now have like a sort of a vested interest uh, in our protocol, and hopefully, you know, when when the chapters are all finished, you know, will uh, you know people will have a have have a place in um, effectively the DAO, which is like a city in many ways. And, uh, be able to sort of govern the protocol and then you know, see the protocol grow and then hopefully you know be a force for good um, in ethereum etc um, um and yeah we, we currently have a have a, a another special sort of uh, promotional offer where um yeah if if, if you mint one sweet so you just basically stake the eve um you'll get uh, a bonus amount of pearls um so yeah, it's a limited time only so definitely you know check it out and then um yeah, you'll, you'll have those pearls and they'll continue to accumulate and grow in value. And then um, as more and more chapters come through, you'll start to have better understanding of like, uh, of, of Swell, what we're trying to do and and, and also uh, more opportunities to get involved. Yeah, so if you are listening to this on a podcast and you are curious as to what it is that we're chatting about, you can actually go to the website. It's, it's app.swellnetwork.io slash voyage. And... It's super cool. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like it obviously identifies, you know, your status in terms of your wallet, um, and then it prescribes you as a swell OG, whether you've got a Discord role, swell diving club, Gitcoin donor. Um, so obviously, there's there is a tracking, is a tracking of your community involvement here. Who are you guys using to do that for you? Just out of curiosity. Oh, we do it internally. So you did that all internally. You guys built it yourselves. That's awesome. Um, so huge credit to you for doing that because a lot of protocols look to a third party to do that. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that, but it's cool that you guys have built this thing yourselves. <clears throat> and I see that you've got your milestone in terms of the number of tokens that or number of ETH that has been um, essentially staked. There's a leaderboard, um, obviously, with wallet addresses for for transparency's sake. This is a super cool website. I really like what you guys have done here. And it does really buy into, you know, the NFT aspect of Swell. Um, I see that there is a main character here. Obviously, it's a frog. Does he have or does she have a name? No, uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 no we, we have not named uh, the frogs yet. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's yeah. it. Something that has that has to happen sir there's no way of getting around that um super cool i love this this is exactly what we need um you know there's obviously a serious underlying aspect to what's going on here but you guys have managed to make it very cool um great uh just in terms of looking at towards q3 now and and you know the tg event uh token, token generation event what are you guys planning to achieve ultimately with the introduction of this governance token? Because that's the end game. Right? That's like what you spoke about at the beginning of the interview. How does that look like for you as a founder? Is it like, I want to build this thing, make it successful, step away, or I want to be 
kind of like a figurehead, how do you see yourself and the DAO progressing after that event? Yeah, I, I don't think much will change. Um, like for, for me personally, um, I just see myself as a contributor and sort of helper to the protocol. And, and you know, I could provide some guidance to the community about, you know, what, where, where the protocol, you know, should lead into and, you know, where it should perhaps focus its energy, its energy to ultimately, you know, continue the uh, ubiquity and accessibility of Swift. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I guess in terms of like, yeah, like, like, the, the, the purpose of the TG and everything else. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really to, to enable the DAO to, to really, you know, uh, move it to its next stage of evolution, um, you know, distribute the, the token to those who are incentive aligned and, and have utilized, utilized the protocol. Um, and at the same time, there's a whole range of other things that we're intending to do with the token um, to have uh, sort of uh, more utility and uh, within the network. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll sort of release a lot more detail um, on, on, on that um, through our Swell Networks uh, posts that will be coming soon. So in terms of the, the campaign that you guys are running now, you've got Voyage. Is there anything else planned kind of like around, you know, promoting what it is that you guys are doing? I mean, if you said no, I'd be very surprised. I don't know the answer to this question. That's why I'm asking it. So, yeah, is there anything else potentially on the horizon? Maybe a little bit of alpha for the Vlogmates community and whoever else, you know, listens in on this on this interview? Yeah, we have a we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of campaigns coming up um, that um, will sort of move towards uh, really uh, a process of. There's a couple of things. Well, one thing is like to be more direct about uh, what the value of those pearls will be. Um, and I think uh, we want it to be a, you know, a, a very successful um, airdrop for, for participants. Um, so one is like more directness. Um, number two is there's gonna be sort of new ways in which you can participate within Swell. So we have an interesting feature which is coming up, uh, which I can yeah, definitely share with this uh, podcast you heard here first. Um, uh, but we're going to have a like like a yeah. we're going to introduce like a zap, <laughs> like a, like a zap feature uh, where where like uh, where it's where you can sort of like zap into uh, ETH staking where you don't just need to have um, ETH like it, it will sort of route the thing for you which is going to be pretty cool and we'll be incentivizing certain uh, tokens um, there to sort of help um, help with the overall UX and and growth of the protocol um, but yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot to uh, down the pipe. That we have coming up okay so another thing that we will post below the below this, this the stream is obviously the link to your socials discord all that kind of stuff so just check it out um guys and girls uh i don't i don't often say this um in fact i hardly ever do but i'm really keen to to get involved personally you know like we we interview a lot of interesting protocols and um but I really, for me, it's like as a gamer, like long-time gamer, um, and, and I'm always the oldest guy in the room, so I've been doing it for a very long time. It's like I love it when protocols bring in the whole gamification aspect of things. Um, for me, it's just a fun thing. Um, but it seems like you guys have built considerable amount of layers into this whole experience. And from just from a, from a user's perspective, all I can say is just keep on doing that. You know, I think we really do need more of this kind of thing, stuff that captures our imaginations and and our ability to to play the game, to get further. And that's what I'm seeing as like I want to level up. 
clearly I've been playing way too much Diablo 4 over the last few days. Um, so I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm definitely going to get involved in what it is that you guys are doing. And I'm not just saying that for the sake of because I'm interviewing you. I think I genuinely am interested in in this journey that you guys are on, this voyage. Um, so really looking forward to it and becoming a part of this community. And let's see what discussions transpire in Discord, in our Discord. You know, that's what we do. Like at the end of the day, it's like we don't force anything on people. This isn't financial advice, but I think there's a lot of fun that can be had from this, um, irrespective if you've got ETH, put it to use, I suppose, you know. Um, and I wanted to kind of just round off our chat, essentially around what are your expectations or what does your wish list look like, you know, from as a founder, Swell, what, do you, what would you like to see in the short-term, medium, and probably the most important one is the long-term vision of what it is that you've cultivated? Yeah, I think um, I, th I think in the short term, um, you know, continuing to see more traction, more usage and uptake um, of the protocol, and yeah, to, to listen to the community and integrate that feedback. Um, that's the short term. I think the the medium term um, is to have um, uh, uh, like the, the the token be successful um, in, in sort of having like active participation, and at the same time having uh, more sort of ubiquity of SWIFT um in various uh, sort of places whether that's uh borrow lending protocols and, and in uh, moving on beyond uh mainnet um and then um i think in the long term um what would be great is if you know as and when ethereum itself ossifies for um for as well as a DAO to begin to ossify um and start to become you know like a, a like a fully fledged um autonomous organization in the sense in, in as much as it can do and then to be, um, you know, increasingly sort of decentralized and, and more robust and, you know, operating uh, really like a protocol should operate. Um, but yeah, that's, that seems to be, uh, that's probably a, a couple of years out still, but yeah, I mean, but to get there, you know, we're going to have to get the, the, the medium and short term things right. Great. Um, do you see, in terms of that plan, do you see like a possibility does it ever enter your frame of vision like a possibility where Swell could become more than just uh, an LSD protocol, but kind of like branch out into other kind of like aspects of the market? Or is it just like, this is our focus, this is what we're going to stick to. And if we do see other possibilities, then we'll just create other protocols around that. It's um, a good question. Um, I think like Swell's focus will be on Ethereum liquid staking. I mean, there could be sort of multi-chain things that we do, and like we are talking to other chains about that. Uh, but but for, first and foremost, you know, we're a liquid staking uh, uh, issuer, and, and yeah. that's probably where our focus will be. Yeah. Great, um, Daniel. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, it's been really cool to to essentially unpack um, what it is that you guys are doing. Um, we'll definitely get you back on. Uh, closer to all these events that you're going to have. Um, I have no idea what they are, but I'm sure we'll get you back in. Um, I'm definitely going to get involved. Like I said, I, I just think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, the fact that you guys have delivered already is, you know, it's enough for me to, to want to get stuck in. Um, 
So I think what I'm going to be doing when we're done with this call is that I'm going to go and see what I can do and get involved. And, you know, obviously we, we, we will be covering your journey and this voyage that you guys have put out there. We are very interested at Blockmates and really appreciate you coming in and taking the time out. And yeah, we can, we can only sit and see how this plays out and obviously wishing you guys all the best going forward. So thanks so much.